Welcome back to the Amazon Blueprint Podcast. I'm joined by one of the biggest marketers in the world, Eddie Malouf, my good friend, and also from the Middle East. And he's going to walk us through step-by-step exactly how to capture Amazon shoppers, information, email, SMS, get them to opt in, and then start email marketing, SMS marketing, and increase their lifetime value. Eddie, what's up, man? What's up, Mina? I just want to make it clear for everyone when Mina says biggest, he's talking about my stomach. Nothing more than that. So don't get too excited over here. I don't know that much. I'm excited to be on the show, man. Thank you so much. Dude, you're a killer, man. You have a massive team. Eddie has like a team of what, 130, something like that, the people? Yep. By the end of the month, we'll be at about 160. Crazy, man. And I've been to the office in Atlanta and... The culture is next level, man. Like you've built an incredible company, man. Thank you, dude. It's been a long time to get that to happen though. So yeah, they, they actually got tattooed. Some people got tattooed yep, for me. We did. We had some tattoos. All right, man, let's jump right in. I think the first step everyone's wondering is how can I get those people who are buying my products every day on Amazon to give me their emails? Yeah. So here's the thing. You're going to be pretty compliant when you're doing this with Amazon. There's obviously a lot of rules. I'm not going to go through all those rules. That's not really my job on the team. It's other people's jobs on the team to check my rules. So uh, you can go and make sure you follow the Amazon terms and service when it comes to being compliant about this stuff. But for us, I'll tell you what works the best is just inserts telling people basically to stop and like before you use this product, you know, stop and go ahead and scan this QR code before you do so. And what it does is it kind of stops people from taking it, thinking that they might harm themselves, thinking that they might break the product. They are very cautious to do so. And so uh, about a fourth of people who get that card will actually scan that card. And on the back end, how it's kind of connected is we'll basically connect it to a PostScript sequence. So PostScript is our personal preferred SMS platform. And uh, you can also connect it to Klaviyo on the back end as well, which is our preferred email platform. And essentially, we notice the text just works better. So we'll basically enroll them into PostScript automatically. So if they scan that QR code, it basically auto populates a message into their cell phone, sending it to our company. So let's say, you know, I'm selling a uh, pet product as an example. I'd scan it, they'd auto populate a text right there on their phone to send to us. And when we do that, we've now basically gotten them to opt in into our SMS sequence. And then what we're responding back is like, hey, check out this page with all the information that you need. And then we send them to essentially what is like an upgraded FAQ page where we're basically showing them, you know, how many servings you need to do, how often you need to give it to your pet, things like that. Now, here's the key. It's not like a one size fits all strategy, right? So like, If you think about it this way, like a pet brand is a good example for the, you know, stop before you use it, do that. But let's take a different scenario. Let's take instead of me wanting to give them stop, do this before you start, I want to give them a warranty. Warranties work really well in a lot of categories, but in a lot of categories they are not. So like if you take a pet product, warranty is not going to work. It's food. You know, it's a consumable. This product's going to be gone in 30 days. Like what warranty are you talking about? Right. No one's going to even scan it in the first place. You take a product like an accessory, like a wallet or headphones. They're going to scan it for the warranty. You know what I mean? So being very aware of what that is. If you're looking more into accessories, electronics, things that aren't consumable, warranties are going to be a really good bet. If you're going into the discount route, which I see a lot of people try to do, just know anything less than 25% is a waste of your time. They're not even going to scan it. 25% is like the bare minimum. And if you really want to get people to opt in, you're going to need to give more than that. And what happens is you just bleed too much in your margin, if that's the case, and you're getting the wrong kind of customer. Not all email lists are created equal, to say the least, right? So even us, we have like probably like 100 accounts we manage email and SMS for. And I'll tell you this, like some I'll look in the average revenue per subscriber is 30 cents. And some I look in the average revenue per subscriber is $2.50, literally like 7x. 8x what it was. And the reason is the reason that the people opted in in the first place. 
So if someone's opting in for the first place to just get a discount, those are going to be very discount responsive customers. They're not going to buy from you all year and they're going to run a Black Friday sale for 40% off and then they're going to buy from you, which means lower margin for you, right? On the other hand, the ones who are coming in for warranties or you scan this before you take it, these are people who are not necessarily as price sensitive, even though they might be, that's not the reason that they came into your brand in the first place. And so their perception of your brand is not discount product right out the gate. And so it's very important to kind of differentiate those two things and not a one size fits all. But I'll tell you for us, if you're not using an accessory or an electronic, telling people to stop and scan this before you use it is definitely the highest return we've seen. And we've tested dozens of different kinds of mail. And let's pause here and let's talk like a more technical, like tech stack type of stuff. So you're going to design the QR code easy. What are you using for the QR code? Bitly for me, I use Bitly. They can create QR codes for you. Oh yeah, you can customize Perfect. how the QR code looks. It's free. You get Bitly, you get the QR code, you can design the insert card in Canva. Where do you get the inserts made? Oh man, there's a million different companies to do that, honestly. So Should we do USA or should we do China? No, I do USA. It's just faster, it's easier. It's I've never bought inserts from China, to be honest. And I don't think it's that expensive. It's a paper good product at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Unless you're moving like a million inserts a month. You know what I mean? I really don't think it's worth it. Like for most people... Yeah, they're moving thousands or tens of thousands a month. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just doesn't really make it worth that logistical nightmare of China. I can just buy them and I can have them done in two days here. Okay, got it. And then you're using PostScript. And basically, the QR code is you basically go into PostScript and you create some sort of link that the QR code activates. And then when someone scans the QR code, we like the link knows to open up a message in your messenger. This works for Android and iPhone. That's correct. Yep. And uh, you can change whatever the message is. What's the uh, message usually? Yeah, it just depends what the offer is, right? So like, I'm very conscious that the message comes from the customer, not from me, right? So I send it like, let's say Mina is the name of the brand, which is a pretty good brand name, honestly, Mina. We should open up a brand called Mina. Let's say like, hey, Mina, I just got the insert card and got the product from Amazon. Just messaging you guys to, you know, get X, Y, Z, whatever it is that was promised on the insert. And it's just an auto-populated message so that they don't have to sit there and change anything. What I hate is when people do this and the auto-populated message is clearly an auto-populated message that doesn't even sound like it's being sent from them. You know what I mean? It's like so robotic. It has nothing to do with like them being sent. And people forget that this is someone else sending the message, right? It kind of feels weird when you text someone a message from you that doesn't sound like it's you at all. So I try to make it very like casual, very easy, very short and saying, Hey, here's why I'm doing it. And here's what I'm expecting in return kind of thing to make it super clear so that when they send this message or they go back in a week and they read their messages and they forgot where this message was sent from, that it's very easy to kind of understand what happened there. So I try to keep it just super simple. It's a text message. Perfect. And then PostScript will then collect all of these people's phone numbers and you can either individually message people or you can do broadcasts, correct? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not really too sure off the top of my head, if you can individually outbound message one person, for example, you can send a campaign and like filter down to those people. You can have a two way response with people where they respond and you message them back, etc. But I don't think there's a way for me to just go be like Mina and then like, send something to Mina, unless I'd filter Mina and send a campaign with only Mina. To my knowledge, I may be wrong. Again, my SMS team handles that mainly. But from my perspective, yeah, you can put say, basically put them into campaigns. And what I like to do different than most people, let's just talk outside of just Amazon strategy. Let's talk about email SMS strategy. I like to engage people and get them to respond back to me. It costs way more money because you pay per text. Okay. 
but the results are incredible. So I'll give you an example. I have a wall art brand and it was March 23. And I was like, okay, it's the 23rd of the month. Let me run a text and say, who do you think is the goat of basketball, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? And I just sent the message like that and say, based on your response, we'll give you a code for their wall art. Instead of people writing like Jordan, LeBron, each one wrote like three messages worth of text and engaged with the brand. They feel like they're messaging us back and having in-depth conversations, which creates a community, which creates the best fire pool you can imagine. Another example would be like, which one would you like, the red pill or the blue pill? And it's, you know, a gif of the matrix and it's the blue pill and the red pill. And it's like, pick which one and you'll get something in return based on what you pick. You know what I mean? And so you can be very creative with text messages. I see a lot of people one-way texting, which is cool, but it's like, dude, I don't know how your girl's phone looks, but my girl's phone, dude, sometimes it's like 15 messages back to back of promos. like. 20% off today, Fashion Nova, buy one, get one free, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like 15 in a row. And I'm like, dude, like, how do you even just stand out in here? And I think it's being conversational, looking forward to them, getting gifts, getting questions that you have to answer to kind of determine, you know, an outcome that you're going to get from it. So I think gamifying text messaging is super important in today's world because everyone's just like one way, one way, one way, you know, dude, that's sick. That's really creative. I never even thought about that. I don't do much email or SMS marketing. So that's definitely creative. Now, let me ask you this. What are you doing to segment uh, these audiences? Are you segmenting them by age, not age of the person, but like when they bought the product, what are you segmenting them by? How much product they buy is one of the most important segments. How many orders they've made is another very important segment. Those are my two favorites because I can create like VIP lists. So I can say people that have bought five times from us and spent over $150 total. Example, boom, I have a very, very, very defined list and I know exactly who I'm going to. You can't filter by like demographics unless you've had them opt in those demographics. So like unless someone says I'm a male or female, it's not that simple as like just filtering females or filtering males. It's a little hard. You have to like survey them to get their age or to get their birthday or to get their gender and things like that. Birthday ones are always really good just because you can automate it. You can literally set an automation when it triggers when it's someone's birthday and they get a birthday email the day before, wishing them a happy birthday, giving them like an insane offer or giving them something for free in return. I think that's definitely one of the most creative automations that's very easy. You could just do one time. For the most part, the main segments are those two from a purchase standpoint. We target very specifically engagement. So like last 30 day engage segment, last 90 day engage segment. Those are the segments that do the best. Here's the thing. Let's get kind of technical on the deliverability side. So I think a lot of people think, okay, I'll just get emails. I'll start sending emails and whatever. But you have something called domain authority, okay, is what it's called in this email world. And based on your website domain, these Gmail servers, all these other servers, they basically track how spammy you are in a way, let's call it. And the bigger the segments that you send to, the more spammy you are because you're going to get lower open rates because they're not specific. If I only send to my last 30 day engaged emails, I'm going to have very high open rates all the time because these are people who have opened my stuff up in the last 30 days. So the more refined we get, the higher the open rates are going to be and the lower the unsubscribe rates and like therefore resulting in a higher authority of your domain and getting more deliverability long term. So I'm saying all this to say it's not just about sending to the most people. It's sending to the right people so that these Gmail servers and other platforms can identify that people like to open your emails. And when they identify that a lot of the people receiving the email like to open your emails, they'll start showing in the primary inbox a lot more and they'll start allowing it to go through and get to the top. I love that, man. And you know, while you were speaking, I thought of one thing. One email I would definitely do is 
everyone who's purchased from me, let's say like five day delay or anyone who's uh, scanned the QR code, like two day delay. And I would say, Hey, how's the product? Everything good. You know, let me know if there's any issues with the product this way. I can proactively prevent as many one-star reviews as possible. If like, they're like, oh, this tasted horrible. I'm like, okay, did you try mixing in six ounces instead of like 16 ounces, blah, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And another way you can do that too is here's how I basically stop bad reviews. So I'll send an email or a text and I'll say, hey, leave us some feedback. How was the product? They click the link. In the email, it's embedded. In the text, it's going to not be embedded. It's just going to be a link. But essentially, it's a five-star system, right? If they vote four or five stars, I let them give some feedback, cool, five stars, and then I push them to a review page, okay? If they give me one to three stars, I take them to a form. And so instead of pushing them to the reviews, I'm actually letting them vent. Sometimes it's better to get it off their chest to you instead of to Amazon, therefore saving yourself a review. You can now correct the situation. And if you do, you can say, hey, what's your experience now? Four or five, perfect send them to review. And so now you start like getting all this, not only internal feedback, but you start filtering all the bad reviews out before they even happen in the first place. I love it, man. I love it. Okay. Let's talk about making money. This is, I think the last segment. And I think what everyone's interested in the most, what are the sequences to make money? And I'm talking like, you know, you could talk about launching, you can talk about ranking, we can talk about reviews, we can talk about, you know, promotions, Black Friday, whatever, you know, you tell me, what do you think makes the most money? You know, how can we do it? I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that you need to sell, 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 sell to make the money in emails. Okay. In reality, that's not the case. In reality, in emails, actually, most of the money is made by telling the story. Something that you don't get to do on Amazon is tell the story. Okay. You can talk about the product, you can talk about the benefits and the features, but like how deep are you usually going into the owner's story and why they started the brand and all these things that have become emotionally attached to the brand. You know what I mean? Like you can do it on your listing a bit, you can do it on your A plus content a bit, but it's not like the primary focus of what you're doing, right? I take people, dude, who write sequences who are just like discount, discount, promo, promo, sale, 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 whatever it is. I take those people and I just change their email sequence to come as a brand, as a founder, as a story. Here is why I made Mina. Here is why I created this product. Here's a story. Let me give you an example. So I have one here. This Middle Eastern jewelry brand. You can see here, I have like the husband and wife. And I'm basically telling the story. This is the first post-purchase on a Black Friday campaign. As soon as someone buys, the first thing they read is the story. Why do we make this brand? Why do we believe in this brand? What is the good cause of our brand? And selling people on the brand. Because at the end of the day, dude, when you're on Amazon, it's a very tough marketplace to compete in for repeat purchases, right? You're just like another cell phone case. You're just another supplement. You're just another pre-workout. Like people aren't necessarily as obsessed with your brand all the time. They're usually obsessed with the product that you're offering in a way. And so... Email and SMS is your chance to get them obsessed with the brand because then you can sell them anything else you want. And so my entire welcome sequence is a mix of brand. What is our story? Why do we do it? What's the good part? And how you're helping the world by doing it. We give 10% of our profits away. We do this, we do this, whatever it is. We build that trust. And then two is also explaining the process of using the product. So I'll give you an example. We have a hair growth shampoo. It grows your hair. I use it and, you know, it's been working pretty well for me. I had some pretty thin hair. And our post-purchase sequence, dude, we changed the entire company because every time someone made a purchase, now what we're doing is we're actually giving them a calendar 
of how to use the product over the next 60 days. Take a progress picture today, do this today, do this today. And it's like an entire calendar where we're keeping them updated. We're basically building this habit, this brand of using this product over and over, taking progress pictures, doing all these things. And it gets them super involved in the brand itself. And I think that's where the real money is made, man. I think a lot of people confuse it with like, how can I get a discount? Or how, how can I push a sale real quick? And how can I get the quickest dollar right now? But like in reality, we're building these e-commerce brands to make money consistently, not just to make money today and take a lower margin because I would just want to sell something today and get that high of like getting purchases coming in. And so I'm all about building the brand. I didn't used to be like this two years ago, man. I've come a long way since. But, you know, shockingly, that is actually the correct answer to the question. I think a lot of people yeah. would be kind of shocked to hear that. Yeah. And I think it makes sense because once you build the like brand loyalty and brand following and they feel engaged and they feel like, you know, it's a more of a human and not like a, just a machine sell, sell, sell. Then when you do do a drop and you're like, Hey, we just launched this new product. You know, they're going to be like, I love this brand. I'm going to support it. Or when you ask for a review, you're going to get a lot more engagement or when you do a discount because it's prime day or black Friday, cyber Monday, you're going to get a lot of engagement as opposed to, you know, Hey, we're doing a black Friday sale. Yeah. Everyone else is doing a Black Friday sale yeah, and I got everyone. 50 texts. Yeah. Yeah. Minimum 50 texts, minimum 300 emails a day. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. And correct me if I'm wrong, bro. You must be the same way. Like I'm kind of already know who I'm shopping with at Black Friday. Yeah. I'm like, I want this, these shirts. I want Jim these Sharp. pants. Yeah, exactly. Right. You have your brands yeah. and you're like, I'm going to go buy from them. It's not like someone's going to go and just squeeze you out that day on black. I mean, it happens. Don't get me wrong. You might make one impulse purchase two yeah. max, but the majority of your money, I don't know how much you spend, but like, I, I don't spend much in the year. And then on black Friday, I'll spend like three, four K in one day. And I'll just wow. like buy everything super cheap. And I'll buy from like the same, like two, three brands that I always buy from. And I just kind of save up and I just buy those. And then, you know, I'll have an impulse buy. Oh, that thing is really cheap. And I'll buy it now. But for the most part, like that's where I'm going back. I'm going back to the brands that I like, not just the discounts that I like, you know? And sometimes yeah. I'll even just be like, whatever, it's not as discounted as I thought. I'm going to buy it anyways. Yeah. And that's true, man. I mean, that's how it is for me. Like I will browse Amazon all day, but like, I know I'm planning that like, I'm going to buy, you know, 15 shirts and four workout shorts and like shoes and stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. I know exactly who I'm buying from. You know, if I just stay top of mind in a nice way, people can come back and be like, oh, okay, I'm running out. And instead of going looking for another electrolyte, like, you know, MMA nutrition has been awesome. Yeah, no, 100%. That's exactly the situation. I think like if you let them know why you're named MMA Nutrition, what you stand for, what you believe in, like what the purpose of the company is and why you made these products a lot more, they will come back and keep buying. And the, here's the thing, dude, there's no better marketing than your own customers is the reality of the situation. The more that they believe in your brand, it becomes different. It's like it's sitting on their countertop at home and someone's like, oh, what is that? And it's the difference between them saying, Oh, these are electrolytes versus dude, you've never heard of MMA nutrition. These guys are incredible. Let me tell you all about that. Yeah, and that's the yeah. difference there, dude. And it comes from the email and the SMS marketing and just being very well branded about it and everything like that. I love it, man. Dude, this has been amazing. This is very useful. Thank you for breaking down like the tech stack. I don't use insert cards now. I think I'm going to go after this video and try and do that. I think I'm just going to, you know, figure out like a way local to get some stickers. I'm going to use Postscript. And I'll give it a shot, man. If anyone cares to learn more about this email stuff, I'll give you a link for like a dollar. I put together like a 40 page guide of everything. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, 
in here, everything you need to know to like be able to take wow. advantage of it. If you built an email SMS list, I'll give it to your audience for a dollar. If people want to find you, where should they reach out? Right now, I'm pretty big on YouTube. I'd follow my YouTube since we're on YouTube right now. It's just uh, Eddie Malouf. Thank you so much for having me, dude. Hopefully people got some value and feel free to message me anytime. And you know, if you're a friend of Mina's or a follower of Mina's, you're a friend of mine. So I'll make sure to take care of you. Amazing, man. Peace out.